Hello everyone and welcome to Tea with Coco. I am Coco like Chanel. We are almost through with my favorite season, spring. This month of June brings that crossover on the 21st, the longest day of the year, summer solstice, and the beginning of summer. Also at the end of this month is my trip to Paris with my husband and Belle, of course, my dog. Very excited to be going back to Europe going to be taking a week in Paris, going to see Lottie, the woman I lived with for two years in Madrid. We're meeting in Brussels, so we're going to get to go there. Charles, my husband, has a brewery. He's very excited to go to there as well. And then we fly to Venice for a few days, then Florence, then spend about a week in the Cinque Terre, beautiful region of northern Italy, head down to Rome, and then fly back home from there. So going to be just a wonderful trip. Really looking forward to sharing all of our adventures with you guys. Charles and I will do a wrap-up podcast when we come home. And of course, you can always follow our adventures in real time with our social media feeds, Coco Like Chanel on Instagram, Coco underscore like Chanel on Twitter, and Belle's feed, which is always amazing if you like cute dogs, which is Little Bell Pup. So we look forward to sharing that adventure with you. Now on to our topic du jour, springtime in Paris. I'm going to share with you guys my tips and tricks to have that spring Parisian vibe wherever you are on the globe. Springtime always makes me think of Paris because Parisian springtime is just a magical time period. There, the city that's been so gray from winter really is painted and comes alive like it's growing flowers itself um, from a gray tree. It's it's beautiful. Songs have been written about it. One of my favorites, Paris in April with Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong's rendition is just an incredible song. So I have always channeled this feeling of Parisian lifestyle in spring. So I thought I would share with you guys a few of my tips for how to bring that springtime in Paris vibe to your life wherever you're located on the globe. So join me and we'll go through my top 10 things to do to feel Parisian and enjoy spring wherever you are. So number one, ride a bike to the market. Those images that you see of chic Parisians on their bikes with their baskets full of wine and flowers and bread, it's a real true representation of the culture. That is one of the things that they love doing in the springtime, especially because winter can get a bit ghastly, but you can celebrate that beautiful spring weather, ensuring that your outfit and your chicness are seen by all and Beyonce get your daily wine and bread and other libations at the market. But it's a wonderful way to celebrate the warmness. And in a minute, you can feel like you're riding down the street somewhere in Paris. Number two, eat outside. It is a magical time when the heat of summer has not made a voyage outside like a trip to a steam room after an intense workout. 
Even if you can't find the full experience of the outdoor cafe or you don't have, you know, an outdoor space in your home you can take advantage of, sit on the steps. So, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker posted on her Instagram feed the other day a picture of two guys with their shirts off sitting on lawn chairs in the West Village in New York City. And for me, it brought up this like big image of weekend at Bernie's, you know, before they go to Bernie's and all hell breaks loose. But I I really think whatever way you want to celebrate, including that way, go ahead and do it. Open a window, have some coffee, drink in the morning air with your coffee, you know, sit on your steps, just find a way to enjoy this ethereal season outdoors. Try to channel a Parisian outdoor cafe vibe, like Van Gogh's famous painting of the cafe terrace. Just bask in the glow of the spring light or that warm spring night before the heat is going to cause us to inspire to perspire. (laughs) Enjoy that time and that weather. Number three, wear a silk scarf that flows. I always think of Juliette Binoche's character in Chocolat when she's standing at the pier, this beautiful river in front of her, and her scarf and her outfit are just blowing in this, what she calls the clever north wind. And it's a communication method for her with the air, with the elements. It gives that sensation that your clothes are dancing. You are dancing with the elements. Like you're evolving with the season as the warm air comes in. I live in California, so Santa Ana's are something that we experience pretty regularly throughout the year, but mostly that transition of winter, our winter, quote unquote, to spring is is very uh, windswept and you can just feel absolutely chic. Grab your favorite scarf. They are my most iconic and favorite Parisian accessory because they have the ability to dress up an outfit provide warmth on that spring day that's a little cooler than you planned, cover your head from spring showers, add a pop of color so you blend in with the blossoms, and of course, so you can dance with the wind. Number four, disappear for a few hours. Blame it on spring fever. It's something that must date back to the Latin roots of their culture, but Parisian women like to remain constantly mysterious. They will leave with no word or explanation. Their destination is nowhere. You just want to let the city take you for a few hours. And I've talked about this before with how I like to experience some of the cities, especially New Orleans, which I think is the most Parisian place you can go to in the United States for sure. One of my favorite cities in the world, definitely my favorite city in the United States. You just let the city take you wherever it goes. You you get lost in it, even if it's your hometown. You find that forgotten street or that shop you haven't been in in a while. The weather just makes you able to flow like the wind because it's warm. Walking isn't horrible. You are able to spend that time getting lost, finding yourself again, finding something you had forgotten about. It's a wonderful way to experience springtime and help you explore your own city or a new one find those places that you wouldn't go to normally because they're too crowded and experience them for the first time, like a reawakening, which is what spring is supposed to be. La primavera, right? Birth. 
Number five, bring a book to a park bench. Every year I have those books that I promise myself I am going to read, like classics that are assured to round out my literary lexicon. And no one is more prominent on my list than Marcel Proust. He wrote a seven-volume series of In Search of Lost Time. Now, this is also the Parisian girl's eternal spring read, but it is so magnanimous and so Goliath, the thought of actually cracking it open is a little trepidatious. So every year around this time, I always grab the first volume, Swan's Way, and head to a park bench thinking that inspiration is going to spring from the ground like a rose blossom coming up. I promise myself I'm going to make a dent in this literary Goliath. And then I promptly abandon my doomed mission of Proustian proportions and just head to a cafe for a glass of wine. For some reason, I feel like it will all make more sense after one. Number six, buy herbs for the kitchen. Spring is a flavor like everything else. It invokes a taste of fresh thyme and sage and mint or basil. So gather your favorites, whether it's the herbs that create a bouquet garni or it's the herbs that inspire you to cook or smell or experience, whatever it is, grab those and put them in little pots in your kitchen. You can create delicious spring concoctions with fresh herbs. They really do most of the work. Plus, the color of those greens and different depths add to your kitchen palette and will round out your culinary palette. Number seven, decorate with flowers. Hopefully ones that you brought home from the market in your bike basket with your wine and your cheese. Oh, flower shops are a piece of art on the streets of Paris. Their buckets of color spill into the street like paint cans that have been knocked over and they illustrate the cobblestones with color. They can bring a feeling of life to your home faster than you can set a Google alert for flights to Paris, which I always have on. Number eight open your windows. Air conditioning is not standard in most countries outside of the United States. Many Parisian apartments have no central air to cool them off as the days get warmer. Instead, they use natural methods, open windows and breeze. There is a perfect combination in every house or apartment where if you open the right sequence of windows, there is a serpentine flow of wind and breeze that can channel through your house, cooling it off as well as any central air could do. Now, finding that is something that you really have to work over. So if you're not familiar with the house, it's going to take a little bit of trial and error. But once solved, it'll give you the feeling of natural AC. So try turning off the AC unit, throw open your windows and enjoy the breeze. Number nine, twilight walks. Springtime weather makes the witching hour particularly alluring. Whether you're by yourself or with a friend or hopefully a lover, make sure to capture this magic hour. It's the part of the day when the heat is still with your skin, but the cool air of sunset is rushing in. The sky is like the color of a spring bouquet with its pinks and blushes and lavenders. And it's right before that velvet curtain is dropped on the world, like 
the end of another spring concert. There's no part of the day like it. Its light is the best looking you'll ever be and the most beautiful you'll ever see. So go out and enjoy it. Number 10, picnic in the park. If you combined a blanket, wine, and a baguette, you have the ingredients for the most perfect springtime activity. Springtime in Paris means that the parks and the benches are going to be packed full of people enjoying this activity. Now, I know many parks in the United States have a ban on alcohol, but check around for secret exceptions. I've been surprised. Many parks have designated locations within the park or hours in the park and when you are allowed to consume alcohol. So make sure you double check because you never know the secret surprises that will allow you to enjoy your libations. Springtime in Paris has been particularly immortalized, not just in our hearts and minds, but in our culture around us. I mentioned at the beginning, Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald came together to perform my favorite rendition of a jazz classic, April in Paris. In this they croon, I never knew the charm of spring, never met it face to face. I never knew my heart could sing. Never missed a warm embrace till April in Paris. I'm hopeful that you can use this list to capture the charm of spring wherever you are. It is like a warm embrace. It's a beautiful time of year because we've just come out of winter, which even if you live in a warmer climate like I do in San Diego, is filled with so many stressful and wonderful, but very full days and weeks. Basically from November on to February, we have holidays, we have family, we have travel, we're closing out the end of the fiscal year, we're you know planning and getting together and buying gifts and celebrating New Year's and there's so many holidays and focuses around that that by the time March rolls around and March to May gets here, the weather gets a little bit warmer, we're able to go outside and enjoy the earth, it's almost like you need to stop and remind yourself to take a deep breath in. And that's what springtime really is about because it's a reset. Everything is being revitalized and reborn in a way we are able to see a more soft version of the world as it's it's colored by the blooms of you know nature as well as the promise of you know another year so grab your bike and a bottle of wine and baguette and really turn your spring into a parisian one no matter your location on the globe As always, I'm going to try to end the episode with a little lanyap. And you guys know I love to do recipes and springtime lends itself to so many wonderful new fruits and vegetables, new things that are part of our everyday springtime palette and color. So I wanted to do and share a recipe with you guys that really celebrates some of my favorite springtime additions. 
So there's a lovely spring pea salad that I'm obsessed with. And if you guys have never had fresh peas, it is an experience to be had. They come in these huge pods, which actually kind of looks like edamame or um, like sugar snap peas, but you crack them open and grab the peas out, which are the same size as regular peas that we know of, and and, and you scrape them out and you can eat them raw. I actually blanch them really quickly, but uh, absolutely incredible flavor. You want to make sure just to blanch them really quickly because if not, they shrivel up and look like old grumpy green men. So um, it's, it's one of my favorite things to adorn to a spring salad, and they just have such a fresh taste and amazing crunch texture that you can add. So for my spring pea salads, I really like to use um, something to color to juxtapose the green of it. And one of my personal favorite additions is something called watermelon radishes. Now, if you're not familiar with this, they're so named because the outer edge is green and it kind of has that visual of almost like a cucumber or zucchini. But when you cut into it, the flesh on the inside is this gorgeous red pink color like a watermelon and you slice them really really thin I like to use a mandolin but you know definitely if your knife skills are are up there you can you can do that and it's just the most beautiful addition to a salad that gorgeous red pink coloring it is an absolute must so I like to combine the fresh English peas a little bit of feta Uh, the watermelon radishes, and then carrots can have a beautiful, again, pop of orange uh, to add to that. I like to use a vegetable peeler to really make them look curly and swirly. Again, another visual addition as well as, of course, the texture and color. So I do all of that and um, obviously some nice um, farmer's market lettuce is great, you know, butter lettuce or really whatever your your lettuce of choice is, a spring mix can be completely fine as well. Now, because I am located in California, I like to add avocado to a lot of things. So um, definitely, you know, the choice is, is yours if they're not local from the area. They can be really expensive and not great. Um, not really something that's popular in Europe uh, either because they, they don't grow there. So definitely a California addition for me. Um, but combined all of that and I will give you the recipe now for my favorite adornment, which is the basil vinaigrette that goes on top. And so, so easy, and it's great just to truthfully dip bread into. I I put this out sometimes for an hors d'oeuvre with little slices of bread, and you can dip right in. It's absolutely wonderful and so easy to do. It's just one shallot that I really just cut in half and peel because you're going to throw everything in a food processor. Two cups of basil, just the leaves, so you're going to break off the stems. If there's a little bit of it, that's fine. And I usually do two cups roughly, like I don't measure, just kind of throw it in there after um, after I've gotten a good amount off. I like basil a lot, so that's kind of up to you of how much you like it. I do two to three cloves of garlic. Anytime I see any recipe that says one clove of garlic, I just, I just shake my head. What are you thinking? No, at least three. And garlic sizes vary so drastically depending, you know, on where you are at in the clove. 
So one clove of garlic always makes no sense to me. So I do at least three in this. You can obviously do more. I like to add a little bit of cayenne or red pepper to mine as well. Um, just, you know, a half a teaspoon. I like a little bit of kick in that flavor. So definitely something you can choose to omit if you're not a fan. Half a cup of olive oil and two tablespoons of red wine vinegar. I also add, again, California Girl, a little bit of avocado for texture, and it's the same color green. So I, I like the texture being a little bit thicker, especially if I'm using it as a dipping sauce. If you're using it as a vinaigrette, you can definitely omit that. Or again, if they're not local to you, uh, you can omit that as well. But they're so prevalent here. We just you know look for amazing ways to use them, and that's definitely one of them. So all you do is put all of those ingredients together and put them in a nice um, food processor or power blender and blend until smooth. Um, and if you like your sauces a little bit thicker, you can definitely do that. You can add some Parmesan cheese and make it more like a pesto if you want that. I like to put feta in the salad, so I usually omit that for the dressing part. But the great thing about cooking is you can make it your own every time, different every time. If you want to add color, you can you know definitely use some beets and that would make a beautiful different color for the dressing. I love that luscious green that basil gives and the aromatics of blending basil is just incredible. It's going to be a springtime full five sensation for your nose, your palate, your eyes, everything. So I really hope you guys enjoy that recipe. I am going to put it up on the blog at cocolikechanel.com. So feel free to go there and check out the full recipe for my summer salad. I'm going to take some pictures of it as well right now because I'm about to make it for my lunch for myself. And I'm happy to share that experience with you guys. Thanks so much again for joining me, Coco Like Chanel, the European American, for this rendition of Tea with Coco. Until next time, please make sure to follow us online at www.cocolikechanel.com. You can hit us up on Instagram, Coco Like Chanel. And as always, you can join us here to listen to our updates. Until next time, les et les bons temps roulés, and everyone have a great day.